Hello, everyone. Hello. Woo! My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With your hosts, Matt and Emily. Uh, hi, everyone. Hi, welcome, guys. How are welcome. you doing? <laughs> Shout it out. Everybody just taking a deep breath. And uh, without letting out the air, shout out how you're doing. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. do you, did you ever watch Dora the Explorer? I don't know why you ever would have. Did you ever watch Dora the Explorer? Um, no. I, uh, it's a little, um, it's a little past my time. Yeah. Or the other it was around. a, it was right on the edge for me. Like it was on when I could have watched it, but I never really did. I think it was a slightly too young for me, but my niece, my beloved niece did. And so I watched it a lot when I was older. And Dora does this thing where she's like, and what do you think of that? Mm -hmm. And I think to that the too. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I am aware that she does that. And I also used to watch Blue's Clues, uh, which does the very same thing. Or like they'd be like, hmm, like I... there must be a clue around here somewhere. And then they would pause. And that was because my brother would watch it, not because I did. Same story, See, younger I feel, relative. I feel like it was more noticeable with Dora the Explorer. I feel like maybe, was there like a voice telling someone in in Blue's Clues? Or was it just he talking over it? Like, cause she was completely silent. Um, I don't remember. I feel like there was, I feel like there was a voice of like the kid, like a kid watching it that would say things. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, look over there, blue, next to the refrigerator, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. But it's been a while, let's put it that way. Been a while! 20-something uh, years. <laughs> I love thinking about time like that. Um, is that what you just imagined? Every Like, we were supposed to just be silent while the listener told us how good they were doing? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry I ruined it with my speaking okay um yeah how are you doing oh me uh pretty good i um i filmed a, a video a sketch today and i i hunkered down i did i was supposed to, i wanted to do it like a few days ago and they were jackhammering outside my apartment and actually they were still jackhammering outside my apartment but i worked around the jackhammering because i was tired of waiting um so it actually feels pretty good. And I already actually edited all of the footage together and it looks pretty good. So I'm excited about that. That's how I'm doing. Uh, Emily, mouth the word wow to me, a thing the listeners cannot hear. <laughs> I don't know. I just said wow. I am proud of you. Good job. Big mouth. Um, yeah. That, so that's uh, literally top of mind. Most coolest thing to happen to me recently and it happened a few hours ago emily how are you doing i'm pretty good i uh i'm pretty good read a good book last night wow got to a certain place in a book that we are reading together oh me and you are reading a book together interesting yeah i actually this isn't even my topic and i'm talking about books oh god i'm really just yeah. making this podcast about my book habits um I made a list, which I'm going to show Matt, of my next mm -hmm. series of books I'm going to read while interweaving our shared book. I just, I have, that's, that's my, this is my list. Look at this. I have a whole list. Wow. Lists and lists. There's like five things on that list. There is exactly five, not like five. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my point of view, I had to say the word like because I wasn't 100% sure I had counted it correct. You were, it's being moved around a little bit. But uh, yes, there were five. Motion blur did not ruin my my estimating skills. Um, hmm. Well, I'm glad you're reading books. I have one book I'm yeah. reading, and I'm reading it at the pace that you're reading it. <laughs> and for once in my life, I'm ahead. Or I mean, I was. That, but Well, you're not anymore. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Um, I actually have. Unless you read ahead of where we planned to stop. No, I did not. I, I, then we are I, the exact same spot right now. Yeah. Um, I have two other books I'm supposed to read, but I have not started either. I don't know if I'm good enough at reading yet to juggle books yet. I'm still working on the one at a time thing. <laughs> um, 
uh, yeah. But now, now I can keep reading this book because we're going to talk about it after we do this podcast. <laughs> I have things to read again. Hooray for me. I'm so proud. I'm happy specifically for you. Thank you. I'm happy for you that you're reading a book with me. The pleasure. Wow. <laughs> this is like Reese Witherspoon's book club, but it's it's a TBD book club. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one day, listener, we'll talk about this this book on air, probably, <laughs> and not just make weird whispers about the book. Or we don't we don't share topics. What are you talking about? Um. On Monday, one day I'm going to surprise this topic and then you're going to already, you're going to be there. Do do you get it? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do we share on this podcast occasionally? Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. Talk. We're talking tea. Um, Did you like my transition? (laughs) I got it. Clearly I did. I I think the do you like my transition is our podcast version of like um uh that's that's that was the joke or isn't that funny or you know (laughs) always calling stuff out i will i will say the only problem with your transition was that you say this is sometimes we have shared but today we don't have it shared i you know i thought about that and um i went with the improv axiom of just like go go with what the first thing you say so that's that's sort of where i am Okay. I started saying it, so then I just finished it. <laughs> you didn't just stop mid-sentence? Um, Matt, I'm going to go first. Oh, Emily, what tea are you drinking today? Thanks. I was just going to start saying it, but you asked, so thank you. <laughs> um, I am drinking Dollar Tea Club's Maple Dream Tea. Maple Dream. Um, Not like the future book that George R.R. R. Martin is supposed to write, A Dream of Spring. This is A Dream of Maple. Hmm. A dream of maple. That was a great reference. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So, is the last thing he wrote the thing where it's winter is coming, or is that, or he did he write when winter was there? No, he is currently writing. Currently, quotation marks. I believe it's called Winds of Winter. I think I haven't read any of them. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm worried I got know... this all wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. It's fine if you got it wrong, because I'm not going to correct you, and no one else will. <laughs> um, all I, I know is winter is... true. All I know is winter is coming. Oh, winter is coming, the whole books. Winter is there. Well, then you just said a spring thing. So then I'm thinking that's like the end of winter is spring. <laughs> Much like our lives right well, now. <laughs> it is currently spring. Um, I saw, I believe I saw the beginning of a tulip. Wow, Emily going um, with the the meteorological spring and not the astrological spring. Oh, well, I mean, it is... Several days. Wait, what? Uh, the uh, meteorological spring starts uh, March 1st. Uh, astronomical, I believe, uh, spring starts on... Um, or astrolo- astrology? It's I don't like know, whichever March 20th. One is the 20th, yeah. But there's different No, I will times, say... Right? Yes, meteorological, whatever that word is. <laughs> it might start on March 1st. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm st- I started solely based on the, the role of tulips and how they are in my life. Um, but also, it was really hella cold today. It was so nice on Friday, but it was cold all weekend. Yeah. Um, Basically, did, we're still uh, in winter. I did a little outdoor dining when it was nice and then it got really really cold again and i went for a walk last night and i (laughs) i almost turned around and stopped but i was like no i will soldier on i will finish my walk (laughs) um maple dream Mm -hmm. is a black and green tea with corn flour corn flour omg i cannot speak corn flour and mallow petals natural flavors organic compliant wow now, it says type black, but it says mm-hmm. listed. It's a black and green tea, which is interesting. Um, hmm. It looks like a black tea. So. I wonder if this is the kind of thing where, like, um, you have to you have to call it the thing that it is like. Um, I'm try- I don't remember. I can't remember a single other instance this is, but it feels real where, like, 
if it if it's has green and white you have to call it green if it's green and black you have to call it black like you have to call it by the darkest version of it or something like that's some sort of rule of tea trying to that makes sense but there there's called black tea it doesn't look like there's any green tea leaves maybe there is Mm. matt i think i might have the best copy of all time for you let's hear it okay it is a little long but i think i think we got to stick with it i'll I'll give some breaks so you can we can it can be a conversation (laughs) maple dream tea it will leave you thinking that angels come to you in dreams Angels that turn up in dreams are believed by dream interpreters to be strong indicators of impending spiritual enlightenment and the need for spiritual nourishment. Angels represent the unconscious mind reaching out to the conscious self. Their wings are powerful symbols of transcendence over worldly troubles and the ability to accomplish great things. Wow. Once you know there is more. So, so okay. far, what do, you, what do you think about this tea so far? I mean, it sounds magical i mean it can summon angels right so um basically is like it turns your apartment into heaven is that a fair yes yes okay next next paragraph the stories almost all cultures of the world have stories and myths of angels descending from the heavens to aid humanity these stories often depict angels appearing during daily life but more often than not the angels appear in dream form one of the more famous examples of an angel reaching out to encourage spiritual action was St. Patrick, best known for the annual parade held in his honor. St. Patrick dreamt that an angel wanted him, wanted him spread the good word, word throughout Ireland. There is a word missing. That's not me not being able to read. He followed the angels in advice and is now celebrated the world over for his worldly deeds. Can it be a mere coincidence that the people of Ireland drink more tea per capita than any other nation on earth? We think not. Uh, please let me know what you think, because there is more. Um, okay. Uh, first of all, happy St. Patrick's Day. That was yesterday, um, as far as podcasting goes. Um, so there's that. Um, I completely forgot to have mentioned that. But uh, what else is there? Oh, the tea per capita. So that reminds me that I love Irish breakfast tea. And now I know why they drink so like it's good and they love it. They drink more per capita than anyone else. <laughs> okay. Those are my two comments. I pro- Thanks. Uh, I promise we're going to wrap this up now. I just felt I had to read all of this about the angels. Mm-hmm. So what do you think angels themselves dream about? Well, before the creation of this maple dream tea, it's impossible to know. <laughs> Nowadays, we're certain that they dream about descending to earth to share a pot of this heavenly brew. An ethereal blend of black and green teas touched with sweet maple and fruit flavor. This is the tea to reach out for, for when your spiritual need, when your spirit needs uplifting. We've even added clover petals in honors of St. Patrick's angel. Brew yourself a cup and maple dream the day away. Okay, so I'm gonna have to say that that last part is my favorite part. I'm gonna rank the parts, but I think we separated into three parts. I think I'm gonna go with part three, then part one, then part two in what the order of my favorite. Part two got a little too stuck up in the semantics of St. Patrick's Day, and I'm, you know, that's fine. But I liked really when we concentrate on the angels. That was my favorite part in, in in the whole thing, and I like that the third part comes right back and is like, this is what angels dream of, <laughs> which is honestly that's like the ultimate sell of this tea. Angels dream. Not it's not that you drink this and you dream of angels or something like that. It's drinking this is what angels dream of. <laughs> It's, the angel Gri- yeah. Gabriel mm-hmm. is dreaming of this tea right now. Like humanity is allowed to regularly have what the angels are dreaming of. And the, uh, the that's just, I mean, the fact that somebody wrote that about this tea is, is kind of great. <laughs> okay, I do have two comments. So in Harry Potter, the ghosts can't taste, like they can't eat food. They can uh-huh. walk through moldy food and kind of get a taste, but they can't really taste or eat food mm-hmm. can angels drink tea okay so angels not um not ghosts um i know they're, they're not ghosts but that was just i was just yeah um i'm gonna say like, like did i'm pretty sure it was the angel gabriel can, did he come down tell mary hey you're carrying the son of god in your belly i'm gonna go get a cup of tea did he say that? Um, he might have. Um, I 
I feel like angels can become um, corporeal. Is that the right word? <laughs> that they can take on human form uh, in the in the in the Bible. Now I'm not a Bible expert, despite me put it making two sketches about Christianity. But uh, I I don't know. I mean, if if the movie uh, Dogma is to be believed, the Kevin Smith film, uh, Matt Damon. Like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck uh, both transubstantiated um, and became mortal. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what. Uh, yeah, they were both former angels, fallen angels that became yeah. uh, humans. Um, or that was like their plan was to become human and then to break God's law and end all of um, existence. I really like that a, movie, actually. Um, I used to watch that. It was on Comedy Central a lot, and I watched it many times. Anyways, I loved this description. It went in some wild places. I do love, much like you said, the idea of someone being like angels dream about this tea. Yeah, this sounds like, like someone been, like, yeah. That must have been so fun to write. I want this job. That's literally, like, that sounds like the most fun tea description that person's ever, like, that they showed up on day one and they were like, I'm going to write the most poetic magic tea descriptions anyone's ever written. And they start writing and, and like, uh, they, they're like, this is amazing. We're, we're putting this, we're putting this out there. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like such a good brainstorm. I feel like I should read more tea descriptions like this. I worry that this person was told to tamp it down. <laughs> no, I don't want this person. I'm going to name this person James. James. Don't tamp it down. Keep it up, James. Um, I Yeah, I encourage James. I mean, this feels like free writing to me. Like when I do just like get kind of a, an idea and then you just like write, 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 write. This is like that. <laughs> and it's and it's great. Emily, what's this tea taste like? <laughs> um, this tastes like angels dream of it. Um, listen, I know we got a little in the weeds with that description. I just, I truly felt I needed to read all of it. And honestly, I think if I had left any out, we wouldn't have had as much fun with it. This tea tastes like maple. Okay. It tastes like a black um, maple tea. Does it taste green tea-ish at all? I don't really get the green tea. Let me go back in. Now, a little weird that they mention all this Irish stuff and uh, they include the clover leaves, but that they don't actually give green tea, which you'd think, luck of the Irish and all, um, you'd put some green tea in that thing. Or it would just be green tea. No. Looking at the description, I think the wildest place it went, and therefore my favorite place, is its digression into St. Patrick's Day and the St. Patrick of it all. Because this tea has nothing to do with Ireland, I don't think. Mm. Like, maple isn't really... I mean, I'm sure you get it. But when you, you think <laughs> of it as, like... Like, I don't know, Vermont. <laughs> I you guess in, in America, but maybe in Europe it's, it is thought of as Irish... Eh, maybe i don't know who's um, who will ever know I will. i'll never know that's for sure i'm not gonna look it up anyways um, i think this tastes like maple i do not get really any green tea it is sweet did you add sugar i did of course i did okay um did you add milk i've recently tried to cut back to half of a sweet sweet and low but it's a little, it's hard because one, it's hard to, to, to just get half. And then I have a loose half of sweet and low just lying around and then it spills and then I have sweet and low everywhere and it's a whole thing. I have a question and a comment. Um, one, why are you cutting back on sweet and low? Isn't sweet and low, isn't sweet and low like nothing? Isn't it like no calories or anything? Isn't it just blank? Um, I think that's, yes, I think that's true. I'm trying you know sometimes it's sometimes i don't have sweet and low and then i don't like the tea as much because i'm used to the the flavor inter intermingling with the tea so are you are you trying to wean yourself off of it is that sort of or like not completely not, off i still like the sweetness but i don't want it to be as overpowering let you want to be less dependent on it yes is that accurate yeah um, i would say i used to put two sweet and lows in my tea that is a lot um, and now I but I will say, I, I, I've always been, now I don't, um, I usually put, or not usually, but I often put sweeteners in my tea. I bounce between a few different ones, but when I used to go to cafes, um, every day, um, I would use 
I usually use that sugar in the raw stuff. Yes. And I would hold the packet halfway down. And those are like big, you know, the bigger crystals than the sweet and lows. I'd hold it about halfway down, like really pinch it, rip off the top, and then dump in what I assume is about half of it. And then I know this is a little sad, but I, you know, because I'm at a cafe, so then I just throw the rest of it away. Um, But better than dumping the whole thing in. But I I tend to be like on the lighter, like I do like adding a sweetness to things, but I tend to be on just like adding a tad of sweetness. Aka half 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 of a sugar. Yeah. Anyways, it's something I've tried a few times. I'm not very committed to the task, but I am trying it. I feel like I haven't been talking about this tea that much, and I don't want to give the impression I don't like this tea because sometimes I think we get far in the weeds on teas we don't like. I do enjoy this tea. It tastes like maple. I love a maple black tea. I will say compared to a few other maple black teas, is it my favorite? No. Mm. But, to be fair, David's Teas is really good. Um, and this is a solid maple black tea. Kind of wish I had more. Does it taste like um, ma- maple, like, as in, like, uh, I don't know, like maple frosted donuts? Like, that, that sort of style of maple? Or does it taste like, I guess, like maple syrup? Is that kind of what it tastes like in that vein? I guess it would be like a maple icing on a donut. Okay. I think or I've like had the maple, this like- kind of... Uh, I've had this kind of tea before, but I'm, like, kind of blanking on what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love a maple latte, although you can't see them, find them very much, and really only in the fall. And I would say it has that, not uh, not really even close, because it doesn't have that much milk, and it's not a latte, but I'd say that kind of vibe. I think my mom likes those <laughs> maple maple things. Um, a pump of maple. <laughs> in your coffee or whatever um yeah i like i I like the flavor maple i've had like maple candies before um those are like from vermont to loop in your vermont thing did we not have the maple david's tea sample i'm almost positive we did i think we probably did i just i think it's been too long all right i'll never forget that tea Ugh. emily yes is this tea your cup of tea or not your cup of tea Matt, thank you so much for asking it's my cup of tea it's my favorite dollar tea club tea i've ever had whoa that is a stellar review um wow pick it up everyone you can buy it on their website i'll tell you, you how much it costs we don't get any cut of this, by the way. <laughs> it's $8 for 15 to 20 cups. And when you go to the website, you get to read the amazing description. Which, honestly, this tea would have been got, been my cup of tea for that with that description, no matter what. Yeah, just go there to read read it. That'd be disappointing if it was a bad tea with that description, huh? Oh, like, that an, like that they wrote that whole thing to say, like, angels would want it, and that it tastes like garbage. <laughs> uh, that would have worked out. Matt, we discussed ah. my tea already. What tea yeah, are you we drinking? Sure did. <laughs> um, what tea are you drinking? I am drinking. <laughs> I am uh, also drinking. You said yours is Dollar Tea Club, right? Yes. I'm also drinking a Dollar Tea Club tea that Emily sent me because she knew she would hate this tea. Uh, that is exactly she, correct, listener. I'm precognition that she would hate this tea. Um. I do, you know, I wonder if you would have. Because now, this is it's called Cool Cucumber. Which, by the way, I love to call myself cool as a cucumber. That's a personal phrase I use about myself. Wow. Um, or like, how are you doing, Matt? Cool as a cucumber. Um, <laughs> I say and, live in the drink. Uh, there you go. I, I don't think this tastes like... Oh, this is, it tastes like, a, it, it does taste, I guess, like cucumber, but in such a weird, weird way. Like, it tastes like, um, like smelling it when I was making it. At first I thought, well, this tastes like when you make um, watermelon jello and you have to, you make it from like the packet and you have to dissolve it in boiling water. It smells like the, the, what wafts off of that. Okay. Now then, I want you to know, I have pulled up the the description of this tea and it does mention watermelon 
Wow, uh, I I'm saying this I I'm saying this without reading any description. <laughs> that's yeah, that's very interesting because it it says the brief less interesting um, description is cool cucumber smooth sweet fresh watermelon notes fill a cup very nice tea not heavy superb when chilled. Wow, um, very interesting. Um, so yes, I I could tell that it had a cucumber flavor to it, and then I was. I w- or uh, um, uh, watermelon flavor to it. And then I was sort of smelling it more, drinking it more, had my wife Laura smell it. She agreed it smells like the jello being cooked <laughs> aspect of it. Um, we were in agreement about that. She could smell it from like two feet away too. It, it's It's got quite a potent smell to it. And, um, uh, and I basically figured it must just be like the, I must be getting cucumber melon, like the bath, bed, bath, bath and body works uh, yeah, yeah. scent like coming like i'm thinking that's what i'm actually kind of smelling um but now that i know it's supposed to taste like watermelon that's even more interesting but uh yeah so it's definitely it's got i have no sweetener in this it's got a kind of a sweet flavor it's very fruity uh but in a yeah in kind of a, a melon watermelony kind of way and uh it's also a green tea so uh it doesn't doesn't really have an overwhelmingly overwhelmingly green tea flavor. It just mostly has that kind of fruitiness, and it's 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 quite delightful. Well, I gotta say, if I had known this watermelon business, I mean, the cucumber part might have scared me still, but I literally pictured just a bag full of green tea and dried cucumber. So there I mean, were, maybe uh, this is an example of me judging a book by its cover. You certainly did. Um, the there were little there were a bunch of dried cucumber chips uh in the in the uh in the little baggie um by the way should i read the description to this one because i did i did have it uh ready i would like you to Uh, um i have looked at it took a little peek mm -hmm. it's quite long as well um and i also yeah the equilateral triangle is is an exceptional geometrical (laughs) geometrical shape (laughs) that's the pause already what what an amazing way to start a description about tea. The equilateral <laughs> triangle is an exceptional geometrical shape. Just getting right <sighs> into the weeds, not even talking about the tea. Keep going. Yeah. Supported by three equal sides, it offers support and strength in perfect symmetry. Why are we talking about triangles? I'd love We'd to like know. To draw... <laughs> We'd like to draw a parallel with cool cucumber green tea. In a similar way, this blend of green tea, cucumber slices, and melon flavoring offers three supportive sides. One, multiple health benefits. Two, high thirst-quenching ability. And three, exceptional flavor. Do okay, I go we and read these three out. things? <laughs> yes, we have to. We need a timeout. Okay. I don't know how I've been getting Dollar Tea Club since the summer, and I've just discovered these absolutely <laughs> bananas descriptions. I... I'm so oh. happy right now. These descriptions are bonkers. Keep going. Yes, they're quite good and quite long and amazing. Um, oh boy, this there's some long words in this next one. Let's explore those three benefits. One, health benefits. Known to contain elements such as <laughs> la, uh, laris, laris, larisistriol. I'm not going to say these right at all. Pinar sd inoel. Pinoestinel, mm-hmm. oh God, these are bad. And C soy sol arserenol. <laughs> that word is too long. <laughs> cucumbers, <laughs> cucumbers are reputed to help reduce cardiovascular disease. In addition to several cancer types, including breast, uterine, ovarian, and prostate. Research has also shown that cucumbers offer anti-inflammatory properties which may make it helpful in fighting arthritis. Very interesting. I would li- li- literally have never heard of any of those elements that it's known to contain. Keep going. Yeah, it's like, uh, what's the thing in uh, like ketchup that they like? like um, it's, in tom- it's in tomatoes, but they like, um, it starts with an L, I think. But like ketchup is like, contains this thing. And it's like a thing you never heard of. And it, yeah, yeah. it's like good for some reason. Uh, all right, number two, thirst quenching ability. Unlike other beverages like soft drinks and coffee, green tea, like water, is known to quench the thirst. Add in the light veg- vegetal, veg- vegetal, 
notes of cucumber, and you're primed for hydration. Do you feel super hydrated right now? I'm feeling pretty hydrated. That is true. I've also drank three cups of this already. <laughs> um, I learned from watching the Megan and Harry Oprah interview that their son Archie's favorite word right now is hydrate. So he'd love this tea. Keep going. Wow. Uh, three exceptional flavor. Speaking of the vegetal notes of cucumber, some natural watermelon flavor has been added. Together, these create an exceptionally light cup with sweet, fresh melon notes and cucumber on the finish. An exceptional tea from any angle. You see, that's one last triangle. Yeah. Okay, I gotta say, that was a great description. Their marketing department is doing just doing a great job. However, they gotta read the name this name. Cool watermelon. Cool Um Cool, cool Water Cumelon. I think the problem is that there are actual cucumbers in the thing where the melon is just a flavoring. And also most people like cucumbers and you're the weirdo. Uh first of all, I don't like the way they smell. Um <laughs> I don't like the way they taste. Okay. And I don't like the way they smell. I'm going to go back to that one. They have a smell. I don't care what other people say. And I don't like it. Uh, they definitely have a smell. Mm. I hate it when people ruin perfectly good water with cucumbers. If you're going to put something in it, put some goddamn lemons in it. Wow. Um, what do you feel about oranges and, um, and limes? Sometimes you well, get the tropical blend. <laughs> I will say I find oranges don't make the water as flavorful as lemons. Um, and limes, I don't love the taste of limes as much as I love the taste of lemons. Okay. I mean, I don't dislike it, but I just like love lemons. There's some hotel chain though that it's not like their water in the lobby is like uh, oranges and limes and lemons in the I'm thing. Certain there is, but I don't know. It's like, I think I want to say Double Tree. Uh, if anyone knows what the hotel chain it is, go ahead and email us at tbdpodcast@gmail.com. I think it's Double Tree though. Could be Marriott. I don't know. I think they might even be the same company now. Um, all right. This tastes like melon, tastes like cucumber, kind of. It's just a refreshing little, it's kind of, ju- it's very juice-like. It's very nice. Well, uh, I, you know, I'm fine with my choice. I'd rather have the angel dream tea than the triangle tea. Um, listen, I don't, I don't think you, also your choice helped me have my, have me have, I got to have this tea because you made this choice, so I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. Also, Matt informed me at the beginning of this conversation that he made five cups of tea, so he's got this tea down. Mm-hmm. He's gonna feel so hydrated by the end of this. Sure, sure will. These health benefits, this triangle of benefits. I'm feeling the whole triangle right now. <laughs> Matt, I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you describe this cool cucumber tea by the Dollar Tea Club as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? It's my cup of tea. It tastes great. Well, it's a great day for the Dollar Tea Club. Um, We got to read their copy. We had this crazy long tea talk because of their copy. (laughs) Um, But I think well worth it. Worth the trip. We learned about angels dreaming. Mm -hmm. We sure did. Um, Tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Check mark. We did it. Check mark. Um, speaking of check marks, before we get into it, do you have anything to check in about <laughs> or no? <laughs> I don't. All right, let's move on then. Um, <laughs> We're checking out of the check in. No more, no check in. <laughs> it's out, it's gone. Um, literally just rem- remembered that that's a segment and I had nothing ready. So. I also didn't have anything ready. Um, Matt, too busy to ask me. Emily, I do. We we did very little intro to this podcast up top. Uh, this is the podcast about tea and friendship. Uh, we also talk topics. <laughs> um, this week we uh, are only each other's friends, um, unfortunately. But um, but that means is that we one of us is going to share a topic with the the other one, and uh, it just so happens that that person is Emily. She has a secret topic in her brain. And she's held it back for me until right now, but she is about to intro it uh, as I ask her this question. Emily, what is your surprise topic? I'm here today, and only today, to talk about 
uh, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, the television show, The New Girl. New Girl. I think it might just be The New Girl. New Girl. The New Girl? No, I think it, it's just New Girl. I added the the and it's wrong. People like adding thes to things. That's like a that's like a that's a condition people have. Anyways, we're talking about New Girl, the television show, New Girl. Wow. Listeners, I love this show. It um it's very important to me. But um let me just give you some back background information. Um, this show ran between 2011 and 2018 on the chan- the Fox Broadcasting Company on Fox. Fox. Um, and it's basically about this girl named Jess, played by Zoe Deschanel, moving into the loft, moving into a loft apartment 4D. Um, they live, they live in LA, although I don't know what part, um, they reference sometimes that it's not a great area, but their apartment's very nice. Um, and she moves in with, with, um, three dudes and it's, you know, it's their lives. And I think, well, no. I'll say that, but it's it's about their lives from that moment on. It's a uh, comedy, a drama, a dramedy. Oh, it's a comedy. Let me tell you. Now, I would say I recently watched this show. Um, oh, oh, I'm a little scattered because I wanted. I have so much to say. But so I watched the show from the beginning, from 2011 to I just rewatched it recently. I rewatched. Like I love this show, and. I can remember when I was in college, I watched the, so they premiered the pilot episode, like the spring before it like actually came on TV. Um, and I watched the premiere of it when it like originally came out. Wow. Cause I was like, this is a show for me. And let me tell you guys, this is a show for me. Um, and I think one of the parts that's so interesting about the show is the pilot episode is it is obviously the same show, but in many ways it's almost unrecognizable from the end show, but not really, not like drastically different, but they definitely found their vibe. Um, the show started out with the premise of Zoe Deschanel, Jess, Jess Day, who is a teacher, like me, um, moving into the loft with these four dudes and she was, the tagline was she's adorkable. And I think by the end of it, they were just leaned into how weird the dudes were and how kind of weird she was. And it made it so much funnier when they were just, just all of them, they leaned into how weird each character could be and how each actor like imbibed the weird, imbi- imbibed the weirdness of each character. Sounds like a real, uh, it's like a throwback to when pilots were uh, actually test runs of shows. <laughs> Yeah, because now that now things just get now things now things are like called pilots, but a lot of shows like don't really have an actual pilot. They just order things to series or whatever. They um, also, also TV shows are crazy expensive to make. <laughs> um, and before we get into the the real discussion of the the this truly excellent show, one more quick thing about the pilot is that what partly made the show kind of I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it the reason part of the reason it became so different was originally Damon Wayans. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Um, he was on the show as um, a, one of the, the loft mates uh, coach. But he ended up not being in, in this series in the first season because he, Happy Endings, the show he was already on, got renewed unexpectedly. So they had to scramble and fill him in with the role of Winston, whose character they didn't quite figure out for like probably a season and a half. Hmm. Um, and Winston is truly great. And when they finally figure out how he's a bird shirt wearing weirdo, the show really, really clicks. <laughs> Who can't puzzle? Uh, Man can't puzzle. He's bad at, he's bad at pranks too. So... Um... Is that to say that the this um, I mean this is true for almost every show, especially comedies. But is is it the show sort of picks up more? Is it um, more clicking in like season two or three more than like season one? Well, I'll say two season two is I think generally referred to as the best season, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I was in grad school and I loved every second of it, um, but. 
The third season, a lot of people don't like. I'll get into that later. But I'd say definitely by the second season and parts of the third and even into the fourth and fifth seasons, maybe even sixth, it like really figures out what it is. I love every season. A lot of people don't like the third season. I do. Um, um, yeah, people can be really people. I've, I find people can be really quite picky with TV shows. I I tend to be like, I tend to be like, well, on a lot of things, like I'll admit when the first season is sort of the so-so first season, which is just so many TV shows. I can name all, almost all my favorites. Like the first season is like, eh, take it or leave it. And then like, I will like a show usually like so many people will be like, oh, and this is when it peaked. And then that's sort of when they like stopped watching it. And I'm like, you stopped watching it at the peak, but like, what if it has like a pretty good tail to it, you know? Yeah. Um. So like some shows like, yeah, I mean, I guess there probably are always going, like every show ever is going to have its like ups and downs of like quality because, and just, you know, they're trying their best to write the show. But um, I tend to be less picky where I'll be like, okay, well, the peak was here. I watched for two more seasons. Then I stopped watching. And then there were like three more afterwards or something that I didn't watch, but I'm fully okay admitting that I've never watched them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so going back to New Girl, it's second season, it's best season, but we'll get into that in a second. I think one thing that's also very interesting about New Girl, and this is something I realized in my rewatch, is, so, the series really centers on them, I think they all start out the series as, like, 29, and then, then they're in their early 30s, which is how old I am now, and I guess when I was watching it when I was younger... I pictured them being younger or like I just missed that they were a little older or I didn't get it, but it's kind of about them growing up in their early thirties and like figuring out who they wanted to be, even though they're all 30 and maybe should have had that figured out, but I don't have it figured out. So why should they? Don't tell me what I'm supposed to have figured out by now. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so The series starts out being very focused on Jess as the adorable girl. She wears dresses all the time, and and she's a teacher, and she's quirky, and she likes butterflies. Um, And the series is really about the roommates being like, being like, what is this girl doing? Um, I have a question. So that's sort of like how, that's like sort of what Zoe Deschanel is like famous for being. Yes. (laughs) Like kind of like that. Is that reputation from the show or is she playing a really close to her real life person? Like, I don't know. Was she known as that in like 2010? I don't, I don't. Um, I think so. I will say though. Um, I mean, they lean into it. Like, like especially the first season, like it's, I mean, it's about her quirkiness. Um, and I don't know if that was from Zoe Deschanel. I really don't know. I but I think so. Like yeah. that's what it was about. I um, mean, she's like she's kind of like a I don't want to call her quirky in it, but like she's been quirky as as long ago as Elf, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think they probably three. I don't know, and I didn't look this up if like they made that part for her, or mm-hmm. um. Or if, um, or if, like, she just filled in the role. But, like, the series is very much about her, like, being a teacher that, like, makes dioramas and, and, yeah. She's fun. (laughs) She's fun. Listen, I, I relate a lot to Jess. I love Jess. I'm a teacher. I like to wear dresses. Also, that, what were you gonna say? Do, were you a person who wore dresses and then she influenced you to be a teacher who wears dresses? <laughs> no, I would say, um, I, I started watching this in college and I only started really wearing dresses towards the end of college. Then I started to really lean into the dresses. And I don't think, I will say, I my style was inspired by her a lot in, in my youth. Um, I don't want to say I'm super inspired by her now, although I do miss it. Sometimes I, lo- I looked at her outfits when we were watching, I'm like, oh, I used to have something like that. I miss those clothes. There we go. So, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> but, my that us, but by the second season, and as they went away, 
from that. She was definitely still the same character, but it became more about her reacting to the insanity around her. Um, Schmidt. So these are the main characters. There's Nick Miller. Jess Day, but I've already talked enough about Jess. Nick Miller, Schmidt, and Winston. Winston Bishop. You don't find out Schmidt's real first name until, like, the last season. Wow. Second to last season. It's like a, it's like one of those, like, Easter eggs that they just don't tell you. Um, mm-hmm. But really, this show for me, I think I'm going to have to get into it early, is about Nick Miller. Nick Miller is okay. the love of my life. I have no qualms saying that. Not that guy Nick, from the OC? I love Seth Cohen, but he's not the love of my life. Nick Miller. Mm-hmm. I love him. He he keeps his receipts in a box in his closet. He truly does not have his life together. He's played by Jake Johnson, who is in other films. <laughs> um, I believe he had a part in uh, Jurassic World. Um... I think. Uh, um, never saw it. Wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, I never saw it either. Um, but he... I mean, he's great. I love him. I did refer... I did tell my mother that we... Uh, while um, I was seeing her over Christmas that I couldn't stop watching New Girl. Nick Miller was the love of my life. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Mm. Um, um, are you crazy? Yes. Yes. Okay. But fair. so there's Nick and then his best friend Schmidt. Um and Schmidt is I think generally I think most people's favorite character, but I disagree quite strongly because again, Nick Miller. Um but but Schmidt is a very type A um like organized uptight person, but he also he He's played by Max Greenfield, and when they finally figure out how weird he is, like, he starts the series out as a playboy and, and like, very much a womanizer. And I think he definitely, I mean, he has that for a while, but they don't lean into his, like, he's the one who keeps the loft organized, and if anything goes wrong, he goes wild um, until, like, halfway through the first season. Um, and part of them figuring out that was he also begins to fall in love with Jess's best friend, Cece, another great character. She does not live in the loft until the end of this series, though, so I can't count her, um, as being, Mm -hmm. I haven't talked about her much yet, but, so his character development starts because he is trying to make, like, be responsible for, for Cece, and then through lots of, you know, romantic comedy missteps and mishaps. They don't get married until much later on into the series. But he becomes a much more... They all become much more mature. And that's part of the greatness of the series is the slow building of the arc that you can, like, see them from the beginning to the end growing up. Yeah. You want to see growth? Hell yeah. But they're also, at the same time, still absolutely insane. Um, Schmidt yeah, is I mean, known. People, oh. people are always gonna, people are always gonna be the people they were. Yeah. But it's nice to know that that people have moved on. It's also like, is it, um, is there a laugh track to the show or no? No, I don't think so. Um, it's always, it, I think, just like sometimes comedies, like, uh, I mean, they either have to be really crazy funny, and there doesn't have to be any growth, <laughs> or. Like you want to watch it for some of the narrative beats, and the characters better grow. Like some, some <laughs> better grow at least See, a little bit. I think what's interesting about you about New Girl, well, the one, oh, I, I, I'll come back to Schmidt. Is that yes, they do grow, but the best episodes, in the best seasons, especially towards the end of the series, like the fourth and fifth season, it gets good when they lean into. Not the characters growing up, but into them just being bananas, and um, just just like it's a very it's a very funny. I found it very funny when I rewatched it. I was like laughing out loud, and now some of the jokes, especially from the earlier seasons, I'm like, oh, they want to make that joke now, 
it's nothing like super bad, but it's just like, oh, well, they, they want to say that now. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I felt it held up. I felt the jokes held up, even though it's been, the first season was, I guess, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, week, yeah. Rewatch. Um, yeah, I mean, that's always tricky watching like old stuff to be like, to like with current person like lens. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's weird that something, and I agree, not that I'm calling your, this observation of yours weird, but like it's weird to watch something that is only 10 years old, which another show we've been watching, or uh, we talked about on this very podcast that I recently rewatched is uh, Archer. And that's, it probably, I must, they must have debuted at like the same time. I, I feel like they're both around around the same time. But um, Mar- Archer might have been a little earlier. But um, it's like, it's wild to like see some of these jokes where like, oh, I'm not sure that they would have made that one. <laughs> now, I mean, it's like still yeah. not that offensive or like cancelable or whatever. But it's yeah. like, no, no way do they make that joke now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. I'm going to go back to Schmidt. I have a few more things to say about him. One, um... Well, one, one of the things he's known for is mispronouncing words. And the actor who plays him, like, knows just when to do it. So they, they I feel like I've read and heard a lot that, I mean, the show was scripted. But that, the guys especially, I don't know how much Jess did. But, like, Max Greenfield and Jake Johnson did a lot of improv, like, with each other. And I think one really great thing about the show is that the cast has great chemistry. Like... I believe that Max Greenfield, Winston, or I believe that Schmidt, Winston, and Nick are best friends, even though they're all crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and from following their social media, they do seem to all generally like each other and like reference each other. And they will mock each other. Ugh. <laughs> so funny. You follow them all on Twitter? Of course I do. I don't know what you do on Twitter, so... <laughs> um, well, actually, I don't know if I follow them. I think I follow them on Twitter, but it's really more about Instagram, I'll say. Mm. Um, I follow Hannah Simone, who plays Cece. I think, honestly, the only one I don't follow is Zoe Deschanel, even though I do relate to her and I do like her. I just feel Why like... Why you follow her? <laughs> I don't know. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to follow her. I'm going to follow her right now. I'm going to be... I'm going to get up... I'm going to know what she's up to. I feel like I must have at some point, but I don't anymore. I I actually at some point unfollowed almost all the celebrities I followed um, on social media. I maybe still follow a couple, but I was like, I, I just found myself not caring that much about what they were up to as much as I think I was trying to like make sure I saw what my friends were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, I got to get rid of these celebrities who tweet too much. Like, and that's why I'm following them because they're like active users on these apps but they're clogging up my feed um so they have great chemistry and also so winston and nick are i think the real the heart of the show not winston and nick nick and schmidt are the heart of the show their best friendship they like have they their 10 10 year living together anniversary party um it's like referenced all the time that schmidt loves nick um and like, and it, it's, it's very absurd that they would have a, we've lived together for 10 years party, but you're like, yeah, these two people would, <laughs> these two people would. Um, and then the last of the dudes, um, the show was originally titled and thank God they didn't name it. This was it originally entitled chicks and dicks, <laughs> something like that. Um, wow. and yeah, I don't think it's good. I don't think that's a good title, but it is, um, Jinx and Dicks. New Girl's a much better name. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that leads Certainly. us to Winston. Little, little mm-hmm. Winnie Bish, Bish, Winnie the Bish. Um, Winston starts out the series in the second episode. And they truly, I don't think, any idea of what they wanted him to be. Until midway through the second season. So I, um, I have a quick, I quickly want to yeah. ask. So, so they had this other person in the pilot who was the fourth roommate. Yeah. And then he can't do the show anymore. So then they have this other guy comes in when they film the rest of the first season. Yeah. Do they explain this transition from one guy to another or do they just. Whatever? I mean, yes. And 
I will say Coach comes back. So, um, in the first episode back, they referenced that Winston comes back from playing basketball in Latvia. And he, like, comes back to the United States. And he wants to move back into the loft. But that... I think... I don't remember exactly how it's explained. But it's either that he's not... Coach really doesn't like Winston and is, like, intimidated by him. Or it's also referenced later in the series that when uh, Coach gets in a relationship, he forgets all about his friends. And so when he comes back, he comes back because that relationship is over. Uh, okay. But Coach okay. does come back, and he does play a important role in the series. He's never one of the core, I don't believe, but he does come back. <laughs> I think because Damon okay. Wayans is friends with all of the people who do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad but, he got to come back after that other show was actually canceled. <laughs> um, maybe one day I'll have a topic of happy endings, but it's not as good as New Girl. Ugh. Mm. Um, Anyways, I love New Girl. Um, Winston. Mm. So about, they, they really figure him out midway through the second season when they start putting him in bird shirts. Although I think that might be a later development. And they get him his cat. His cat is such an important development. Um, I would say he gets his cat in the third season. But his cat's name is Ferguson. And he basically steals it off his girlfriend who's cheating on him. She asks him to watch his cat for the weekend. And he comes back. It finds her cheating on him. And he's like, I'm taking the cat. And Ferguson is my favorite character. I know I said that about Nick. But Ferguson is, whenever he's on the screen, I'm just like, that's... That's my dude. He's got a squished face. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said one of them is the love of your life. That doesn't make him your favorite. So the That's cat true. Can still be no, your you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and they just lean into how weird the actor who plays him is and can make him, um, which is, I think, what makes the fourth and fifth seasons work really well because they have fully figured out Winston. And he says things like, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to start puzzling. And then everyone around him references how bad he is at puzzles. And then you see the final product of the puzzle, which is, like, taped together. It has, like, papers from outside of the puzzle, like, stitching it together. And it's wild. Um, and you also come to learn that he is bad at pranks. And that he either goes too big or too small. Mm-hmm. Um and so that range is from, I think one of his pranks was he, he like changed out their drink for water to, to water from a different tap. Like that's a small one. That's not exactly what it was, is, but that's an example <laughs> to at CC's wedding in the second season, he pranks them. He pranks the wedding with a live animal to make it go awry. Um, he also at the end of the series, can I spoil it for you? Sure. Um, he tricks Nick and Jess into thinking the loft that they have, they've been evicted from the loft. And that's how the series ends on his big prank. And they uh, all shout, too big, too big. Uh, is that supposed to be the series finale? Like, is it, was it planned that that oh, was yes. the series finale? Yes. It was announced at the beginning of the season. There had been a time jump. No. Yeah. There had been a time jump and everything. Um, I mean, not that it would, that's sort of like good writing to like (laughs) make it work no matter what, but just, yeah, Yeah. wondering. Um, Um, I will say at the end of the sixth season, they weren't sure if they were coming back. And that ending, I think, would have held up as an ending, but I really did enjoy the seventh season. Always good when a show could end on its terms. It's very unsatisfying when it can't. Um, um, or it goes on too long. Ugh, yeah. The dreaded too long series. Yeah. So now I need to get into my favorite season of New Girl. Okay. It's my beloved second season. And the reason it's so good is also the reason the third season people don't like. Um, most people like the second season. But in the third season, Nick and Jess get together. Throughout the whole series, they have romantic tension. Um, and it's like very clear from the first few episodes that they're in love. Um, and, but so in the third season, they're together and people don't like it. And I can see why they don't like it because all of their storylines are about 
their relationship and how they fight and like all of them are about their relationship like it's Nick doesn't do other things Nick they're just in their in their little relationship but the second season is all about the dramatic and the romantic tension between these two they oh god it's so good maybe I should just rewatch it again but it's it also um Cece has decided that she is going to get in an arranged marriage because she has realized her eggs her clock is ticking and her eggs are eggs are bad so she has to get into a she has to have babies soon and so she marries someone else and Schmidt is not happy about it and a lot of that season is about him trying to get her back and actually he ruins her wedding um but through the whole process he grows up and makes him ready for CC but the Nick and Jess storyline is just truly remarkable. They, like, each episode, you, like, you're you're aware that they're, especially Nick is aware of his feelings, and he's, like, not doing anything about it. And then, and then Jess is in this relationship with Dr. Sam, and they, all the guys in the loft are like, Nick, you gotta stop doing things for Jess. Um, but then, it, 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 it reaches its peak, and I don't remember the episode, but it's when they play True American. I have not talked about True American yet. Have you ever heard of True American? No. Okay, so it's a new girl creation, and there's one episode every season where they play True American, and it's a drinking game. But it involves jumping on your couch, and, like, the floor is lava, and there's really no real rules. It sounds like they just turn the cameras on, and, like, and they're like, be chaotic, drink, um one of those things. So there really are no real rules, although I have played it in real life and people have made up rules. Um, but after a, a night of them playing True American, um, they Nick and Jess get locked into a closet together and they have to kiss to get out. And, and Nick refuses. And he says, I don't want it to be like this. And you're like, what do you mean? So finally he literally crawls out a window to get out of this closet. And then they all go to sleep. And then for some reason, Nick and Jess meet in the hallway. I don't remember what. I don't remember what that reason is. And Nick grabs Jess's arm, kisses her, and says, I meant something like that. And it's the best TV kiss. I will stand by this statement forever. As a person who has recently rewatched this, it's good. It's romantic. It's beautiful. They're in love. Do they get together right away? No, because it's it's a comedy show. And does their relationship really work in the third season? I'd say no. It's much better when they get back together at the end of the series. But boy, was that worth it. Mm. Very nice. I think um, I you lighted me, so I think I'm at my time. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, if you have any last thoughts, you can get them out there. I just or, really uh, like... Okay. I just... I just really love this show. And I feel like I might have been a little bouncing around, and there's definitely stuff I didn't get to. But it's just a funny, good show about friends living together and growing up. You called it Friends. No, it's better than Friends. I'll say it. Um, I'd say it's at least funnier than Friends. Uh, you won't get any argument from me. <laughs> I like Friends. I do need to say I like Friends. Hmm like don't love um i would say i, I part of me loves it i just okay. i truly love new girl um cool i feel like i i feel like i've seen like one episode of new girl possibly that pilot you were talking about <laughs> I wonder what, which episode would i recommend i mean i'd recommend hmm. the, the true american second season but true american maybe i'll do it that's on netflix isn't it yeah Second season. I don't think it's called True American. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, the Wikipedia. Um, I just... Uh, listeners, I love New Girl. And I hope that came across. Also, I love Nick Miller. Mm. Uh, I think you did a good job. I mean, I don't... I, I feel like we had a good little conversation about it. And you got some feelings out there. I'm sure you're going to think you missed something. But um, I think yeah. you spent your time wisely. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. That's my opinion on it. I wasn't bored, so is that... <laughs> okay. 
I have to. I have one more thing to say. Okay. Um, it is the showrunner for pretty sure the entire series was Elizabeth Merriweather, and at multiple times she talks about how, especially for the first two seasons, she like tried to make Nick and Jess not t- touch each other because she was so aware of their chemistry and she was trying to like hold off them getting together, but she just like couldn't. Too much chemistry. <laughs> uh, they're so good together. Ugh, second season's so good. Okay, now I'm officially done. I had to mention her name, Liz Merriweather. Oh, good job. Uh, to you and to her <laughs> for doing Thanks. it. Um, okay, great. Uh, uh, thank you for bringing a new girl as your topic. I haven't said that. I haven't said a thank you like that in a while. I feel like. Um, okay. Do you uh, have anything you'd like to plug to the the fair listener? Maybe. Well, maybe, huh? I feel like March twenty sixth. You had something. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm pulling it up. Um. Okay, March twenty second. I have a my improv team we just met has a show on the Armory's Armory Facebook. So if you just go to the Armory Facebook page at eight, no seven, you can watch us. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Friday, March twenty sixth, my Moxie team has our show at seven. I'm in three sketches. I do yoga, and I'm the instructor, and I'm bad at yoga. That's the game of the thing, or that's just a truth about your life? No, that's just a truth about my life, and I had to do Downward Dog, which is my least favorite pose, because I people like it, and I know it's like supposed to be super easy, but it really hurts my wrists. Like, really hurts my wrists. Um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you have to do it more often than just for when you do it for a sketch. <laughs> well, I, I know that, but the reason, it's like, it, like, every time I've ever done yoga, it really hurts my wrists. And it blocks uh, me from wanting to keep doing it because my wrist, like, it really hurts my wrists. Um, sure. And we can talk about it some other time, but I used to have wrist issues and now I love doing yoga. So <laughs> I went, I went from one end to the other. So yeah, I don't think it's ish- it. an issue. I think I'm just not strong. That's why you have to keep doing yoga. <laughs> okay. Anyways, those are my things. Uh, okay. Matt, there you go. do you have anything you want to plug? Me? Um, check out my YouTube channel uh youtube.com slash matthew Aramondo. um i have a new sketch coming out on sunday a few days from now and also there's um 12 uh other videos for you to watch that i've done check them out <laughs> and uh that's it for me um if you're not already subscribed to tbd make sure you do so on stitcher spotify apple podcasts google podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from um, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at TBD Podcast on all, all those platforms. And um, if you have anything you want to tell us, uh, send us an email to tbdpodcast at gmail.com. Did I miss bye. anything? I don't think so. What, what did you say? I was going to say bye, listeners. Oh. Uh, bye, listeners. Uh, I've been Matt Armando. <laughs> I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD with Madame Lee. Bye. We'll miss you.